0: Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of What's Happening in Travel. This is episode number 60, and uh, it is January 9th, Saturday, January 9th is where we are. I'm here with my buddy, and I am Kerwin, and uh, let's talk about what happens, what's happening in travel. Uh, But first, Kusho, what's your background image today?
1: Uh, This is the KLM um m11 taking off from uh, bonaire in the caribbean
0: uh, it's a great airplane from a great destination too so so have you flown the md11 yes excellent and have you uh have you been to bonaire no i have not dude it's, uh, it's too expensive <laughs> look you, you just gotta, gotta go, go. Uh, it, 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 all the ABC Islands are just ridiculous and yeah. expensive, but you should go. we say the ABC Island because we're talking about Aruba, Bonaire, and Curacao, and these are the ones that are down in the southern um, part of the Caribbean, just off the coast of um, Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, um, South America. And, uh, Yes people probably don't know where Trina and Tobago is, right? <laughs> it's, 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 it's right north of South America, across the, across the ocean from Colombia. <laughs> yeah, people don't know where things are. Um, I flew the, the MD-11 from uh, Amsterdam to Tanzania to Kilimanjaro. Yeah, great flight. Um, and I have a photo of um, JFK and this uh, I think this is terminal eight or nine I think it is Um, and the the interesting about this photo is that you can see this is where Concord used to park um, but now it's the A318 which used to fly from um, London City to Shannon to JFK but that flight is no longer there, so it's kind of a piece of history that you'll never ever see again. <laughs>
1: and I believe BA has shifted terminals. Is that true? Uh if they,
0: if they shifted, they probably just shifted over the way to they're somewhere of like eight and nine, and if they mm. shifted, they probably shifted over to eight with American because um, mm. they're um, they're working they they do they do stuff hand in hand as part of their alliance. Yeah. Mm um yeah uh, okay i think i think so let's verify that um all right so a bunch of topics today we'll see how we do um hopefully we'll get most of them done before we hit an hour so the um last week we talked about uh the 737 max uh, starting to fly again and also some uh, airlines are taking, have taken, I think, delivery. So Boeing is making space on the parking lot. And um, what's going on with Alaska and Damax,
1: show? So Boeing got an early Christmas present yeah. from Alaska. It was not entirely a surprise because they had been in negotiation. And long story short, Alaska upped their order for the 737-9. Mm-hmm. Uh, by a net of twenty-three aircraft, um, they had originally ordered uh, fifty. Um, what was it? They had originally ordered ah thirty-two. <laughs> okay, um, and then they added another twenty-three, and they uh, also added a few more options. And they announced this just before Christmas, um, because if you remember, we had talked about how Boeing was anxious to clear the, the really the parking lot of these undelivered 737 Maxes, Right. Uh, including a lot of them for airlines like Jet Airways, for instance, who had simply gone out of business or who had canceled their orders. Hmm. So uh, this, I'm sure Alaska got a pretty sweet deal. And this allows them to, as they say, exit 61 expensive short-term leases for their Airbus fleet that they inherited from the Virgin America merger. Uh, So um, these Airbuses, the 320s and 319s, are relatively new, Uh but um, still the... Dash nine has more seats, uh, b- a better fuel efficiency, lower emissions, and also lower maintenance costs than the 320s. Okay. Um, and they're going to get um, about 13 of them in 2021, Further 30 in 2022 and the rest in 2023 and beyond. Uh, okay. And, uh, I also just wanted to mention that American Airlines was the first to really introduce the 737 MAX into regular service in North America on December 29th. And they've right. been operating two flights a day, uh, Miami to New York, LaGuardia. But uh, recently they've upped it to eight a day, um, including Washington, D.C., Orlando, and uh, New York JFK all from Miami, which is the hub for the, um, the MAX for American. Uh, and okay. on uh, by the end of February, they estimate that they will have 91 daily departures of the 737 MAX. So that's a nice little boost in confidence for the aircraft. And um, it's reassuring that it's gone relatively unnoticed and under the radar because that's exactly what Boeing needs. No more publicity for this
0: aircraft. And it just goes back to what I've always said that people don't really give a rats.
1: Yes. I think initially a few people did, but Mm -hmm. they boarded anyway. But um, we have another story coming up later about Boeing's attempts to ease the concern of passengers. I think what they're doing is very good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, people... <laughs> People just want to be on TV, Kusha. Sure. Um because they they don't know what they're talking about. When they go, "Oh my god, it's a, it's a 737 Max." I'm like, "And um but you know, Kusha, sadly, um as we speak, we're missing an airplane, aren't we?"
1: Yeah. But it was not a Max. It wasn't a Max, right? No. It was yeah. a dash 500. That incidentally was X Continental. Really? Yeah. Yes.
0: Um, it's it's always funky whenever they whenever they talk about these things um, they're always like you know suspect it's like you know we're hoping for the best when the airplane had disappeared for so long yeah <clears throat> uh, and and you have fishermen saying that you know yeah you've seen debris on the ocean Indonesia yeah. and I'm sure people have heard of it from um, but the, yeah uh, it, it disappeared yeah, off the mountains. radar and they're still they haven't confirm what's happened to it yet but they haven't heard
1: anything from it it's night there but i'm sure they'll resume search in the morning yeah in a few hours um
0: and then of course it was it was was strange just shows how these these media people are really odd they went through a whole thing about the 737 max and i'm like it's not the same airplane so what's the point of you going generations apart when it's not the same airplane um people just don't and of course you can have all the aviation experts coming out of the woodwork now
1: yes stating um, the obvious
0: yeah um okay so the, um okay i guess we didn't um,
1: and incidentally alaska's planning to start service with the max in march oh, okay. um and they expect um five aircraft to be in service by the end of summer mm. But I think the next North American carrier to introduce the MAX is United. Yeah, okay. Followed by Southwest.
0: So we'll, uh, we'll watch out for that. And people don't, you know, cheap fares is all they want. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's talk about JetBlue for a little bit. Um, they have gotten the, uh, the A220, right?
1: Yes, they took their first delivery, um, December 31st, as a matter of fact, Mm -hmm. because they had promised that they would accept delivery in 2020. um, And they got it. They fulfilled that promise by a few hours. And the only reason I bring this up is that um, JetBlue really gave this aircraft a vote in confidence. Yeah. Because they've ordered 70 of them. Um, And also, I was surprised to see that although the E-190s, the Embraer 190s that this aircraft will replace, are not that old. Uh, JetBlue has apparently been having a lot of problems with them, especially mm-hmm. mechanically. And uh, these new 220s, which is the old Bombardier CS series aircraft, yeah. promise a 30% better direct operating costs. That's uh, like fuel, um, oil and uh, landing fees, for instance. Um, 40% better fuel burn per seat. And the maintenance costs are expected to be about 40% below the 190s.
0: But of Uh, course, that's
1: going to creep up. Yeah. This this plane is brand new. Um, It's got seating for 140, which is much more than a 190. And um, it's got the, they're sticking with embedded Um, IFE, in-flight entertainment, and um, USB and aircraft power at AC power at each seat of this aircraft. And it still has to undergo installation for, as they call it, FlyFi, which is their free um, high-speed in-flight internet service from Viasat that will be installed post-delivery. And they're actually planning to operate this airplane on um, uh, low-density transcontinental routes, which is actually pretty amazing, I think.
0: Well, that's Uh, going to be interesting for them to do that, right?
1: Yeah. Yep. And they've actually chosen not to have the Lou with the view, as they called it, or someone called it, um, because this aircraft is, I think, one of the very few that has a window um, in the, the onboard restroom but jet blue has chosen not to have
0: that uh yeah i i flew delta and delta has it Delta okay. user option uh i flew um air baltic and they didn't have the option yeah
1: yet.
0: yeah so it's something that they can you
1: know the airlines can do if they want um yeah, ANA, it just makes me nervous that someone I know, I'm, this is bringing out the worst in me. Uh-huh. Someone in the toilet who goes a little nuts can sort of break the window and cause who knows what kind of damage to the aircraft.
0: No, I mean, but Delta has had it for yeah. what, quite a while and it's it's okay. So I, I wouldn't worry about that, Krishna. you're fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's my uh, siege mentality.
0: No, 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 I think, I think you'll be fine. Um because uh, like I said, Delta does have it and they, okay. um, and it works, it works, it works fine. ANA has it on the
1: 787. Okay. Oh, do they?
0: Yeah. Yeah. They, um, okay. when they did the launch, I actually have some photos and a story. But I read. don't
1: think it's on the 8th though. It must be on the 9th. Uh,
0: It's the 8th. It's the domestic eight. Okay. I don't mm. know if they have it on any one, but when they first Not the international 8th. Um. Yeah, probably not oh. international, but they do have it on the domestic okay. aid. Yeah, so so yeah, that was good. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh, no, it's a, it, it's such a, a very neat feature. But um, keeping with JetBlue, you said you you have some more news about them. What are they yeah, doing? Yeah, I with thought their, this
1: was pretty interesting. Program um, is that um, this is yet another affirmation about how valuable. Their frequent flyer, I don't know if you'd call it a registry, Uh but their database is. Yeah. Because uh, last week or a few weeks ago, we had talked about how American was introducing all these privileges for their um, AA Advantage members in terms of free free Wi-Fi. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Mosaic is the program for JetBlue. Mm Mm-hmm. They've announced that all Mosaic members get a buy one, get one free offer on all tickets for all travel between Jan 1st through May 20th of 2021. All travel has to be completed by the beginning of, uh, by the middle of May, essentially, just before the start of Memorial Day traffic here in the US, because they believe after that, it's will not be really necessary, if you can call it that, for airlines to offer these super low deals because they believe with uh, vaccine implementation for COVID, the traffic will start to rebound.
0: Well, but we hope so. Time it's will still, tell. Yes.
1: Still stupid people out there. So, and it only applies to bookings made, as I said, and completed until May 21st, May 20th. Okay. And uh, they can be made over the phone, but you lose the double reward points that you get for an online booking. Okay. And also you you lose um a little bit of uh, accumulated mileage points.
0: Yeah. Because
1: essentially these seats are discounted at 50%. Yeah,
0: so they're just trying I to think jump in. Yeah, which yes. is good. Yeah. So um, um uh, hold hold on one sec, Russia. hold on one sec.
1: Okay, carry on. Um, well, that was pretty much it, really. But um, um, these uh, seats even are offered in their even more space area, which is mm-hmm. the first few rows of JetBlue aircraft, um, and applies to all passengers on the same PNR.
0: Oh, okay, so, so that's that
1: yeah. And you can book these in advance with points as well. Yeah.
0: Huh.
1: So, so that, basically, it sounds like a pretty good deal to me. But
0: yeah, my they're just trying to reduce the liability that they have on the books.
1: Yeah. Uh, possibly. Um.
0: Yeah, because I mean, these airlines they they just think about all the points that people have that would have been burnt, and they can't burn they couldn't burn them in 2020, and they didn't burn no. them in 2020. Mm-hmm. So they're they just giving people a way to use all the points that they have. No. So that's good. Um, all right. So one of the things that I guess the airlines are trying to do is contact tracing, right? And this is something that um, I know it's done, I think in Mexico, some of the airlines in Mexico do it, but- um, In Asia. In Asia, but it's not it's something that the US airlines
1: are doing. Yeah. Delta just um, to start okay. um, in mid-December and United has joined. Um, And they're initially requiring it for um, all international passengers arriving in the US, um, starting in the middle of December. And uh, they're also going to expand it to all flights in the next several weeks. And Delta started about that same time as well. I think it's pretty significant because um, here in the US, people are very, very conscious of their uh, privacy and all their data being shared with authorities, and they're going to ask for email addresses, phone numbers, and physical addresses of arriving passengers at their destination, which I think is a reasonable ask. But um, again, people are rather sensitive about that information being released about themselves. So one of
0: the things, um, so in Jamaica,
1: sorry, just one more thing. They're working with the centers for disease control, um, who really are the leading health authority here in the U S and this was in all over the news, actually, including business travel news and also on CNBC, which is a news channel.
0: Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of bizarre because you know that, um, so in Jamaica, uh, they have contact tracing. Mm -hmm. And what a lot of people are doing is giving incorrect addresses. Um, So it's it's always annoying when when these airlines and entities come up with really good ways to track things and make things better. And then people just go, not doing it. And so, um, and as a result, um, people are spreading COVID. It's a
1: voluntary um, process.
0: Yeah, because they're not following you know like doing the contact tracing properly so hopefully people will take it seriously um yeah and i i don't think people realize that the airlines and the government's already tracking you so they know where you live <laughs> you you happen to have a something called a credit card that you use to buy the ticket you got on the plane and you give them your passport information which the airlines will send to the other government it, it's mandatory this is what happens yep. so especially for international flights especially for international flights yeah. you know why do you think they have these flights divert to canada every time when you're leaving the uk to come to the us i mean it, it's they have the information so um i think people just don't realize that um yeah, and besides, when you bought the ticket, you agreed that they could share your information. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I'm so, surprised American hasn't signed on yet. Or if they have, they've done so very quietly without any publicity. Do yeah. so they have a significant
0: international presence as well? They do, but I don't think they're doing that many international flights. I think they've no? scaled back, which is probably why... Um, I know they've got a few. Yeah,
1: and Dubrovnik probably- and... Other places.
0: Um, yeah, they do, but I don't think they're flying a lot of, A lot of... They, doing,
1: they do a lot of London. Right?
0: Uh, yeah, but I don't think they're flying. Because when I looked at the schedules, no? I didn't... See, no, it was okay. mostly... It was like one American flight. Um, Delta. So, yeah, they cut back a lot on, on the international okay. front during, during COVID. So, so they okay. you don't see a lot of them do saying anything. Um, so... All right, so that's a good deal. Um, okay. On the other hand, we're gonna go. We're going up to Canada for a little bit, and um, WestJet is
1: slashing uh, their capacity. This was very surprising to me, because um, I guess they expected Canada, the Canadian government, to lift restrictions at least partly on travel in 2021, but on December 31st, the Canadian government said, nope, the restrictions continue. And so WestJet had to immediately rush through, or so they said, significant cutbacks in their service uh, and schedule for February and March. And here's another odd thing that they had to, reduce the equivalent of about 1,000 employees um, with furloughs, temporary layoffs, um, uh, unpaid leave and reduced hours. And of course, a hiring freeze. But what they've had to do essentially is cancel about 230 weekly flights of which 160 were domestic Canada and also suspend 11 cross border markets and 13 international destinations including London Gatwick. Um so their operations have been reduced to about 150 daily departures which puts them at January 2000 sorry June 2001 levels. So that I thought was pretty significant because Canada is still requiring a 14 day quarantine and all sorts of other uh, government travel checks for anyone um, entering Canada.
0: Right, that's pretty major. Um, so. Yeah, and I thought WestJet was doing was doing good enough, but, uh, but what, um, hold on one second again, one more, one more moment, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, that's kind of so, but I guess, it was kind of meant to happen anyway, right? because i think a lot a lot of west East traffic they were going to the, the caribbean or something like yeah.
1: that yep so they've also halted a lot of service there as well
0: yeah but so, but you know what it, it, though although i i think the airlines have been a little aggressive i know they want to keep the dollars flowing um but you know let's face it covid is spread by air travel right yeah um, you know, yeah. no, no matter how safe they say the planes are and all the kind of stuff, it is spread by your yeah. traveler and we know it.
1: Yeah. Um, and in fact, they were going to introduce—they're the next international airline to introduce the seven three seven Max in February, yeah. I believe, in Canada. Yeah.
0: So, so it's, um, yeah, it's it's, and the problem that they have is that this is the time they make their most money, right? Because mm-hmm. all the snowbirds head out and go to the warmer climates. Um, yeah. And if, if they could just be, if, if people would just take the measures that they have, I think this would work. Um, because, you know, let's face it, COVID is gonna be around for a little while, right? Um, so I think, s- think
1: a long while.
0: Yeah, yes. and so at some point, um, people are just gonna have to say, look, if I wanna travel, um, I gotta do the vaccine thing, or I gotta, I gotta just follow the quarantine rules, you know, whatever the quarantine rules are, um, and stop lying on the documentation. Um, and we, we're gonna have to give up something to make this work. And you know what's weird? I think a lot of people who are protesting, they don't even travel.
1: <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> But, they have to protest something.
0: Yeah, so um, it's kind of sad, but you, you're going to see this. Even, as much as the US is doing stuff, um, uh, yeah, they're going to be hurting a lot a lot more. And I think in Canada, uh, the Canadian government haven't helped the airlines.
1: No, they have not.
0: Um, if if George, yeah, because we heard it from Charles when we had him on. Um, yeah. Yes, it's a, li- it's a little bizarre. All right, well, we'll just keep watching and seeing what happens.
1: It um, always struck me it's very odd as why the U.S. had such high fatality rates compared mm-hmm. to the rest of the world. It really suggests something in the environment and or the diet.
0: Well, so, I mean... That's another I, issue. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess it's because um, people had uh, pre-existing conditions, right?
1: But this many? Compared to the rest of the world? What are we doing wrong? Go wrong. Anyway, that's another
0: We eat a lot of junk food. (laughs) (laughs) But is eat
1: that much compared to the rest of the world? I guess that's a dumb question. Yes. Well,
0: yeah. We we do have quite a lot. Our diet is really (laughs) bizarre. Yeah. I mean, because even growing up in Jamaica, I mean, I had, um, we eat a lot of what people call organic food. Which is just my normal, my normal food, right? If I need an avocado, it'd fall, it fall fell off the tree this morning. I just go <laughs> pick it up. If I need an orange, I go pick it off the tree. If I need a mango, I get one. Young food go was the, a
1: treat for me. Yeah, but... right.
0: Here you go to the grocery store, you get an avocado, and it's rock hard, you know. And uh, eventually, it ripens. I and mean, when it ripens, half a bit yeah. of it is black because it's no good because they picked it when it was green. So, but... yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's, a little, it's a little loopy. Um, all right. But in the meantime, despite all that, uh, United opens a new baggage handling system at IH?
1: This, I wasn't very sure um, <laughs> if we should talk about it, but okay. I was very interested in it because this is the third um, location in yeah. the world where this... Newest generation of baggage handling system is in operation.
0: So, what's so good and about it? It,
1: um, it started out in Dubai and also at Seoul Incheon, uh-huh. and this is the first of its kind in the U.S. It's a new generation, apparently, of baggage handling system, and at Houston IAH, um, some statistics that are always uh, entertaining. If you can call it that, six miles of conveyor belts and uh, up to, traveling up to 340 feet per minute and able to process 10,000 bags an hour. Um, there's a new control center in a standalone building and uh, it has the ability to reroute bags without any manual intervention. That's the fascinating aspect for me. And I'm not really sure how that does it, but I wish News 2 Houston had, which is the source where I got this from, had mentioned that. But it's perhaps what is most important for passengers. It increases scan accuracy by 25%. So okay. there's less of a chance that your baggage ends up in destination that is different from where you are. Um, Hmm. And the phase one opened in early December, which is 33% of the system. And phase two, which is the ability to handle more bags starts in January this year, uh, so right now. And the whole process is expected to be completed by next year in in 2022. But I just thought it was interesting that United would be the pioneer of this in North America. Yeah, that's interesting.
0: So, so, uh, you were talking about um, 25% less errors or whatever that number was. I thought Um, it would be
1: higher, though. It should have been higher. Yeah.
0: But you you know, the main reason why um, people lose their bags uh, is because they tag, they. So, normally, like, one of the the top reasons is you have two people um, standing next to each other. And when they, when they, um, when the, this when is the
1: cargo agents, at um, the aircraft,
0: um, no, this is a, a check-in. Okay. And um, when you, uh, when, when you bring, when the, uh, the, the things print off, the agent is supposed to say um, you're going to Madrid, right? And then you say yes. They look at the tag and it says Madrid, and they put it on. Well, they they're all doing stuff together, and they're not they're not looking at the stuff. And so what's happening is that they're putting the wrong tag on the wrong bags. And that happened. It probably really? doesn't happen. Yeah, it probably doesn't happen as much now because self tagging. Uh, because people are doing self tagging, but that used to happen uh, quite a bit. Okay. So which is why more, If 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 you're a really good agent, the good agent will say. You're yeah. going to Madrid, yes. right? And then you you say yes and you make sure they put the Madrid tag. And as a good passenger, you're supposed to check when they put in your bag yes. away, just look Absolutely. at your bag. Make How could sure you not? And also look on your ticket and make sure that they those little sticky things that they give you um, says Madrid or wherever you're yeah. wherever you're going. Uh, but it's and the other thing too is that whenever behind the scenes, when they um, when you're you're doing a connecting flight, they take your bag off of one flight and they put Mm -hmm. it in another one. Normally, uh, airline to airline is easy. I mean, if you're going from, you know, say American to American, United to United, or Delta to Delta. But if you go and say Delta to American, um, Delta will take him to a spot uh, on a pre-designated spot. And then American knows they have to come here and get all the connecting bags from Delta. It's typical what happens at Mm -hmm. these little airports. And you know, of course, flights are delayed. Uh, people get careless. Um, you know, lots of bags look alike. People don't pay attention, and your bag gets boarded on the on the on the wrong flight. Mm. So, uh, one of the things that I thought would be good to see is um, if these airlines would show you their lost baggage rooms. Um, I had sent a, a note to a local airline to do that, but they they they've so far ignored me. Um, just to get an idea if the bags are, um, since you have less people, um, if, those, if those bags are actually dwindling, or they're trying to yeah. find owners for those bags. And then a lot of people are bringing carry-on now. Yep. So, and people aren't going international as much as they used to. So yeah. you would think that now everything would be much, much less because um, you know, travel overall is not
1: really happening. Even that baggage reclaim center in Alabama, I'm curious sometimes about how business is over there, because it's a huge deal. It's like a tourist attraction, right? It is. It is. Um, was it you and I so, that went there? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That place is, um, is quite amazing. Um, so, all right. Well, good deal. Uh, <laughs> okay. So let's talk about my favorite airline with a very odd name. Um, Ego Airways, what's
1: going on now? (laughs) This was an on-again, off-again reputation. Mm -hmm. Because um, this is a regional brand new airline in Italy, supposed to be based out of Milan, Malpensa. Yeah. Um, And they were going to start last year in 2020 but with all the pandemic-related chaos, they pushed their uh, inaugural indefinitely back. Well, I was very, very surprised to then see this, that they were starting um, on March 28th, and rather than focus on Milan, what they're going to do is that they're going to be hubbed, at least initially, they have two aircraft, so you can hardly call it hubbing, Right. But this is at <laughs> Forli, which is in the northeast of Italy, um, and in Catania, which is on the southern coast of Sicily. Right. So initially they're going to have point-to-point service um, and they, they've really got a fairly comprehensive route network. I'd like to say it's sort of concentrated in Northern Italy, but they mm-hmm. do have a lot of routes. Uh, going south as well, right down to the heel, to Sicily, and also Sardinia, and then Uh, come June, uh, they're going to add um, Rome, for instance, Rome Fiumicino, but um, as I said, they're not going to be a huge airline, they're operating with two Embraer 190s, Mm -hmm. um, and uh, they're only going to be about one or two flights a day. And most of the flights are, of course, day of week, given that they only have so few aircraft. But more are coming online. And uh, it would be interesting to see how long this airline survives on e- with E-90s, E-190s alone. But um, let's see, mm. because they have yeah. intense competition.
0: Yeah, which is why I'm like, really? What I was trying to do while you were t- uh, talking there...
1: Is I actually sh- went to the website, which is fairly, I mean, yeah. substantial. There's nine sp- destinations listed, yeah, including Rome, which starts in June. But um, I think they have a fairly attractive color scheme as well. Not that that matters a lot. But... Uh, yeah, it's not bad. Um, I just... Because the CEO is from Alitalia, from Airbus, and also Air Europa. And a lot of the other staff are also, have a lot of years of experience with other airlines in Europe.
0: But well, yeah, time duh, duh there's a lot of airlines out of business.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that's exactly uh, why they, they reasoned that this was a good time to start a new airline.
0: No, I don't think so, Krisha. It's not a good time so, to start start an line now. Um, I,
1: especially in Europe.
0: Yeah. Especially I,
1: I under lockdown.
0: I was also trying to look up to see um, what, the, what EGO means. I'm pretty sure it's, it's, they don't call it Ego Airways, but everybody's going to call it Ego Airways.
1: Yeah. Uh, it so, is a, a capitalized, but I could not find uh, what, what it, it stood means. for. Yeah, yeah I can, but I, I didn't look very hard either.
0: Yeah. So. But. But. Who knows? All right, well, good luck to them. I hope they, I wish them all the success. Um. All right, so let's look at, what do we have? All right, let's go to India. Fly big. So this, another Speaking airline of startups. Starting.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, so this is a Fly big, which For some reason, I just don't like this name.
0: It's a dumb name.
1: (laughs) It's as dumb as Ego. (laughs) Yeah. But they also are regional, and they are operating um, as per the government's... um, They call it the UDAN scheme, which translated to English really is a regional connectivity scheme. So it offers service, at subsidized rates and uh, lower taxes to, as they call them tier two airports within India,
0: mm-hmm. so okay.
1: as to ensure that really everyone can fly. So this is an airline starting out with two um, ATR 72s. Um, a lot of their future fleet is coming from Virgin Australia in uh, because uh, they have uh, retired that the, the ATR aircraft, but, but they have two right now, two of the aircraft, and one of them is actually wet leased from an Indian competitor called Spice Jet. Mm. Well, this airline is based in Indore, which is in northwest central India. And uh, they're operating, again, a day of week service between cities close by, which, again, I'm not sure it's really going to prove that viable, (laughs) Um, but they want to expand to tier three cities, which are even smaller with the Dornier 228, uh, which is 17 passengers. But this CEO who is also the founder, he has grander ambitions and he wants to resurrect the now defunct jet airways and get it back in service on trunk routes and international routes, and thereby establish a network with flybig I mean, it sounds ambitious. But I'm not sure how realistic it's going to be. Yeah. But, um. I mean, you can only wish them good luck.
0: Yeah, it's bizarre.
1: So, um, you, you know, it's it's given that she, their short flight. Timings, they're only going to be offering snacks on board because Asian Airlines are known for their pretty substantial food service, even yeah. on short flights. You got to feed people. But um,
0: Some of the American yep. Airlines that does that, or <laughs> US Airlines that don't feed people on planes. They used to. So, uh, all right. So we have one more in on the airlines that is. Um, yeah. <laughs> You've been asked to eat and drink before boarding a domestic flight in Thailand. What's going this on? This was with another
1: that? a very odd rule. Well, maybe Definitely. not so odd.
0: Right. Not in but, 2021, right?
1: Right. Um, so Thailand has been under lockdown. They've had about 6,700 cases of COVID with about 60 deaths. Yeah. Which is like 15 minutes of um uh, uh, what the UK is apparently having. But nevertheless, they've started to open up a little bit and they have. the, the government of Thailand has decreed that um, there will be no eating or drinking whatsoever on Thai, Thailand's internal domestic flights. Now, lucky for them, passengers, the longest flight in Thailand are about two hours. Yeah. From Chiang Mai in the north to Krabi and uh, Phuket in the south. Okay. Yeah. And they have said, uh, in a bid to limit the virus spread, however, the crew may provide emergency water um, to passengers in an area as far away from other passengers as possible. There will also be no handing out of newspapers and magazines, which is again very common on Asian airlines. Mm-hmm. Um, but the safety card will still be available on board. And this is part of the government's attempt to raise, as they said, the level of surveillance and preventive measures, which is an important part in resolving the situation quickly. Okay, fair enough. So um, yeah, I'm not sure if any other country is taking such drastic means, but at least they're taking it seriously and trying yeah. what they can
0: I mean, I guess when you hear it's a tour flight, you don't have to eat on a flight and you can bring your own food. <laughs> no, you cannot. You cannot. I'll go eat before that. Right. Well, I, well, I yeah. guess bring your own. Yeah. just. Yeah. I guess we it's have to really do
1: not that much of an imposition, but
0: no, it's only a two hour thing. We have to do what we have to do to make it work. Right. I'm okay with these measures because, um, uh, we we have to get this under control.
1: Right. Even though uh, it may be incremental, but
0: several incremental steps add up yeah, to a lot. Yeah, and we are not getting it under control at the moment. Yep, so... Um, Except for certain countries. Yeah, yeah. So we definitely need to do do the best we can to make it work. Um, all right, so that's it we have for airlines. Um, uh we're actually at about forty-five minutes, I think. Um, so we could we could wrap the airlines up and then just do the rest of the stuff in one other episode. That sounds reasonable. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Uh, all right, cool. Yeah, we we try not to have the episodes too long, and. Um, That was a a good breaking point. And the next thing we have will be just about another episode. All right, cool. So um, don't forget, if you have a topic that you want us to talk about, um, just send an email to feedback at password.com. And thank you guys so much for the downloads. We made it to 60 episodes. So that's pretty epic. And uh, remember, we are on Spotify. We are on um, Buzzsprout is where you can actually go to buzzsprout.com. You can find us. And if Who you decide besides these names, by the way, that's fair. it's a funny name. I don't know what Buzzsprout means, right? <laughs> uh, but it, well, the, the other one is Leibsyn, which is L I B S Y N, but I think that means something in the audio world. But Buzzsprout, okay. I have no idea how they came up with Buzzsprout. Um, but that's the name of the company where we're on, which we had a podcast. Okay um so that's it for episode 60 on january 9 uh i'm Kerwin, and my buddy for sure. and we are signing off for this episode